When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you again this week, looking at the issues of the Pittsburgh Steelers, because Lord knows they have plenty, and uh, exactly where to point the finger here, because like I mentioned, the Steelers' issues are a plenty, and this snowball is picking up traction, picking up speed. It's growing and it is careening down the side of a mountain uh this season has quickly gotten off tracks here for the Steelers sure they could get it back together but uh, as we sit here right now we're going to look at the flaws of this team and try to uh, deduce where these issues stem from now first and foremost we can probably uh, point some of the fingers to the players themselves I think this is a huge factor as to why these Steelers have struggled so much uh, like they have in this uh, three week stretch and even over the four game winning streak the Steelers barely squeaked out games this whole season they've uh They've overachieved, I'd say, to a degree uh, after watching the team in recent weeks. But uh, talent-wise is a big issue why the Steelers have not been successful. And talent uh, without depth is another mega factor here. Now, just starting things off with the most important position in sports, your quarterback spot. This is one that definitely needs some time to be spoken about. 
Ben Roethlisberger, of course, wanted another season, uh, another year redemption for himself uh, as the Steelers quarterback to come back play another year of football and uh, try to uh, redeem himself for that uh, that tragic wild card loss to the Cleveland Browns. Now, Big Ben's, uh, he's had some decent moments this year. Uh, some advanced analytics will, will try to tell you he's one of the worst quarterbacks in football. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but Big Ben has definitely struggled to a uh, pretty substantial degree here in 2021. Um, there's been some throws like we saw in that Bengals game, that uh, pick six. That was on him. That was a bad throw. I know Big Ben can be reckless with the football sometimes, but uh, throws like that, combined with his advanced age, his uh, immobility, and uh, not trying to be uh, creative in the pocket like a young Big Ben once was, are huge factors why he struggled so much. His game was built on holding onto the ball for forever chucking a deep, scoring touchdowns. That was the old Big Ben. Now that he's completely lost that mobility, he's he's banged up. <laughs> Let's be real here. Old Big Ben is uh, feeling the pain. Uh, he is uh, not the quarterback he once was. And that's okay. That's the, the cycle of an NFL quarterback. At some point, uh, I guess to quote uh, the Dark Knight, uh, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I think Big Ben has been that to a degree, especially down this losing skid that the Steelers now find themselves in. Of course, to be fair to him, that fourth quarter against the Chargers was one of his best quarters of football. Probably three years, maybe even one of his best games in three years. Big Ben has some performances up his sleeve, but not with the consistency that uh, a consistent winner needs in pro football. So first and foremost, this is a spot the Steelers are going to have to address, obviously. We've seen Mason Rudolph come in. I think he's a fine backup quarterback in the NFL. Heck, he could carve himself out a 15-year career as uh, your clipboard holder on the sidelines, but uh, I don't think he's the answer by any means. He can string some games together for you. He could he could steal a game, I suppose, but he's not the guy. And I think we can all agree on this now, uh, but uh, the Steelers need to uh, start worrying about that quarterback spot. And this is a big issue why the Steelers have been unsuccessful this year. The spot in front of the quarterback, of course, the offensive line, is another sign of uh, of a worry, to say the least, for your Pittsburgh Steelers. This offensive line, as we sit here right now, with Kevin Dotson out of the lineup, there are five guys that are probably better suited to be backups in the NFL, if we're being honest. Uh, Trey Turner is probably, I guess you could say, the, the best of the bunch, but uh, he's definitely past his prime. He struggles, uh, and, and you can see it uh, from a game-to-game basis. He's not uh, that dominant player he was when he was a Carolina Panther. It's just unfortunate uh, circumstances of David Castro's injuries uh, ruling him out, but the Steelers legitimately need to find another guard. Kendrick Green, uh, I know a lot of people say he needs to get stronger, but that's not the case. He, he's one of the stronger players in the NFL when uh, you go back and look at his uh, his weight room highlights from college. He's, uh, he is a tank when it comes to pushing around the iron, including a 700-pound squat, which is uh, pretty unbelievable to say the least. But for him, it's a technique thing. It's an undersized thing, and he is struggling because of it. So you can't teach someone to be six foot six. Uh, the Combine uh, definitely <laughs> reported him to be a shade under 6'1", and he's listed on 
the Steelers website at being 6'4", which is not the case. Kendrick Green is undersized, and really, he's probably better suited to be your middle three backup, that B.J. Finney type role. And I think that's going to be one of the tougher things for the Steelers to acknowledge this offseason is uh, when you invest a third-round pick in someone, you don't want to uh, start replacing them immediately, but uh, I think the Steelers would be foolish not to. Uh, Kendrick Green sure could develop into something, but uh, when it comes to your offensive line, that is not a spot you can sit around and wait and uh, have uh, either your old man quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, getting beat up or some rookie uh, who uh, looks more like a deer in headlights having pass rushers dumped into his lap. You can't do that, especially at the center position. So that is a big red flag. Uh, Dan Moore Jr., uh, he is someone who's uh, decent as a run blocker, definitely looks better with Kevin Dotson beside him, but he gets worked uh, on those pass rush uh plays and in today's NFL you can't afford to uh, have your quarterback getting beat up and running for his life this offensive line is facing some very serious issues and of course right tackle Chooks for and Zach Banner who cannot get on the field I, I I think it's extending past health now for Banner I think yeah he is probably not the player he was when he won the starting spot a year ago I both both those right tackles have their contracts expiring this year. I pretty much expect that spot to be wide open in the offseason as well. So as we sit here right now, I could see this team needing to go out and find themselves four offensive linemen and a quarterback. Hoy, that uh, is a whole lot easier said than done, especially to try to accomplish in one offseason. Now, the Steelers receivers are in a pretty decent spot. you got Claypool and Deontay Johnson, who I think have some potential as a duo. Uh, Claypool's definitely got to figure out his balance type stuff, but that's talk for another day. Uh, the Steelers still need to figure out uh, a way to round out their receiver room. James Washington has completely fallen off a map and doesn't get used at all in this offense anymore. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's uh, his downward cons- uh, descent is kind of uh, continued with his uh, injury taking him out for the year. His stats is dropping year after year and his usage being worse and worse. I really don't expect him wanting to come back because of that usage and how poor it has been uh, from the Steelers and just simply not using Juju to strengths at all Uh, so I think the Steelers are probably still another receiver away Um, and with limited draft capital again this is easier said than done I think the tight end spot you look pretty good at you got Fryermuth and uh, some good blockers behind him Ebron's a free agent but he was a non-factor again this year before his injury I don't think that's one to worry about running back you got Najee Harris still so uh, there's a couple of spots where you can breathe a sigh of relief, but the Steelers' offense still needs a ton of hope. Defensively, uh, now the huge issue becomes getting Stefan Tuitt and Tyson Aluallo healthy, getting that dominant front seven back to speed, and then uh, ho- hopefully, because like I said, uh, getting uh, your inside or getting uh, filling all these positions uh, is going to be easier said than done. Thankfully, the Steelers have a ton of cap space, but not a whole heck of a lot of draft capital. Uh, the linebacker spots you might just have to rely on Schobert and Devin Bush again, who are obviously having down years, but you kind of just got to hope that having uh, a fixed defensive front from a health standpoint will get those guys in behind going. They're undersized linebackers. Uh, Keeping O-linemen off them is the strength of their game. Uh, You kind of have to bite the bullet with them and just hope uh, Bush can return to form as one of the better uh, inside linebackers of football because he has... uh, 
really, I guess, in 2020, uh, that stretch before tearing his ACL, he's probably top at five inside linebacker in the sport, and now he's one of the worst in the game. Uh, I, I don't know if he's ever going to achieve the highs that he did uh, in his sophomore season before tearing his ACL, but I don't know if these lows are, are the player he is. I think there's still a bump in it for him, but uh, with the amount of holes the Steelers have, it's going to be impossible to try to fix all of them, and giving Devin Bush another year is probably uh, what this team is forced with looking at. Uh, I still think the Steelers' safeties are in a good spot. I think you might try to bring Terrell Edmonds back for another year. He's had one of the best years, or the best year of his career to date. Minka Fitzpatrick is still a stud. Yes, he misses some tackles, but at the end of the day, he's still an undersized safety. Uh, he's not someone you want making a 130 tackles a year, which is exactly what he's on pace for now. These linebackers need to step up so Minka can be the ball hawk that we all know uh, him to be. Um, and the Steelers' cornerback position, once again, a spot of nightmare for this team. Once Joe Hayden goes out, the corners just get picked upon. Uh, you know it's tough when you lose Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton in one offseason, but Sutton, uh, he's fine. He's someone that you'd probably want to be your backup corner. Uh, someone that might play more of a dime role. But uh, aside from him, uh, Arthur Mollette, he, he gets uh, he gets uh, he gets targeted uh, to say the least when he's out there in the in the secondary. Uh, looking across that entire front, Akilla Witherspoon was a terrible uh, trade. He's someone you probably want off your team after this uh, season. James Pierre has not looked like the player he was in that wildcard performance. The Steelers legitimately, if they're not going to bring back Joe Hayden, they need two corners and probably to find another slot. So they probably need three starting capable corners. Again, this is a huge problem. The Steelers, we know their issues with drafting them. Uh, they certainly probably need to go out and uh, sign a couple of uh, guys that they know exactly what they're going to get in this offseason because... Uh, this cornerback play once again is reverting the form of that 2015-2016 uh, Steelers were such a weakness of this team they were continually picked upon and the Steelers uh, they struggled mightily because of it now, after breaking down uh, the, the players here, the second half of our show, we're going to look at the management and the coaching and whether or not uh, some of the blame should fall on their shoulders as well. So just hang tight. We'll be back with more live mic action in just a moment. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
What is going on, Steeler fans? We're back with the second half of our show today. If you like the content here and you want to continue the conversation with me, uh, first of all, you can follow me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56, and we can uh, keep kicking it, talking about uh, this topic and a whole lot of other Steelers-related things, so you can always go ahead and follow me there. But getting back into the topic of today's show, we broke down the players and where we should start pointing the fingers. Uh, There's definitely a spot all over the offense and defense that uh, needs to be fixed, including depth all over the field, uh, which is something that wasn't mentioned, but uh, I think is one of the underlying things that I think everyone knows the Steelers can't afford an injury really at any spot at this point of the year because of how big their depth issues are. However, looking at the rest of this team and the personnel uh, that was in charge of bringing this player group together. The coaches, the managers, all of that in between. Starting things off with the coaching staff, I think Mike Tomlin can come under fire a bit here. Uh, you got to be able to really be able to look at yourself, look at this team, and realize what they are. And, and I think to a degree, uh, the Steelers have, are obviously a team that is uh, underperforming and are playing sloppy football. And a lot of that has to fall on the shoulders of the head coach. I know I'm someone that has defended Tomlin as, as someone that's been able to motivate his team, uh, a guy that players want to play for, and, and someone, if he were to be fired, would be hired within the same hour of his uh, papers, his final papers, termination uh, stuff being signed he'd be head coach somewhere else. That's just the fact of the matter with Mike Tomlin. But uh, with the Steelers in the position that they are in and what uh, has has really happened this year, the Steelers need to uh, really go back to the drawing board when it comes to tackling, uh, when it comes to catching the football, when running routes, getting guys on the same page, offense, defense, and special teams. It just hasn't been there. Uh, the Steelers have really struggled as an entire team team with the fundamentals of the sport and yes this is some stuff you should know by the time you're a high school senior let alone an NFL pro but at this point I think a lot of that you got to start pointing your fingers towards uh, what practices were like at training camp, uh, what practices are like now. Um, a lot of that has got to fall on the shoulders of your coaching staff. And I know there's rules in place that uh, there's not as much contact uh, in practice and in training camp like there used to be. So a lot of those fundamentals are going to be worse across the league. But the problem is the Steelers are one of the worst teams, period, at these things. Uh, there are teams that are great at tackling at the fundamentals, and the Steelers simply are not that. If you had to rank uh, teams based on their ability to tackle the, uh, the opposition, the Steelers are probably the worst team in football at doing that job. So this is a big one. I think uh, that sword falls at the feet of Mike Tomlin and something he needs to get his team uh, doing a whole heck of a lot better, and that's something that starts in the offseason. That's the thing I would point the most the finger at at Coach Tomlin. Uh, I still think these guys love playing for him and get up for him, and if it was any other coach, the Steelers probably don't even make it a game of it against the Chargers. Um, I think uh, all these things starting to weigh on this team, though, are starting to break them mentally, and regardless of who the guy at the top is, uh, it's, it's just falling apart. So I'm not ready to act the head coach by any means, but uh, the Steelers need to give him uh, a little bit more talent, of course, and uh, some better uh, yeah, some better quarterback play, to say the least. It is the NFL, after all. A lot of it's going to fall on your, uh, your big-time pass thrower. So, 
Coach Tomlin, does he get a pass? Sure, uh, but he needs to start doing a better job, especially in these off-seasons and when it comes to uh, the fundamentals of the sport. It's got to fall on those guys' shoulders. Uh, Coordinator-wise, starting off with the defense, uh, Keith Butler is used to having uh, some of the best talent in the world. All pros all over the field and Pro Bowl-level guys uh, for years now. It's been probably five years of the guy, the Steelers having some of the best talent in all of football. Uh, and really, you look at some of these teams, uh, the, the TJ Watts, your Bud Dupree's, your Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, Tyson Alualu, Javon Hargrave, all the linebackers he's, he's had, the safeties, the corners they've signed. Uh, there's just a long list of talent the Steelers have had. And really, I think some of the success now, you can point to just having insane talent for why the defense has been so good. Because now, with uh, some injuries and some free agency departures, uh, the Steelers defense has struggled worse than it's had ever in this Keith Butler era as the DC since taking over for Dick LeBeau. Uh, of course, having terrible talent, there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do, but allowing 900 yards over the course of two games and 82 points total in those two games is unacceptable for a defensive coordinator. So Butler, he's probably the one I'd say on the hottest of hot seats. His defense needs to start doing something different. Where it becomes a challenge is... Uh, the Steelers personnel just trying to find a, another DC to match it. Uh, and I'd like the Steelers to think outside of the box and not just hire from within. I think they need some fresh ideas on this defense here. Uh, they've been going year after year with the same kind of personnel and uh, same hiring with from within philosophies that have kept the team quite stagnant. Uh, and the same thing kind of over and over that uh, it's going to be easier for opposing uh, coordinators to pick apart. So I think a, a big uh, kind of uh, arrow I would point is that Keith Butler and uh, this defense just simply needing a, a new voice in that room and uh, a new kind of philosophy, new ideas. Because, of course, you can have success with someone for a long time, but eventually it's just going to get caught up with you. I think it might be time uh, to do something a little bit different. Offensive coordinator-wise, Matt Canada, I think he's brought a, a, a breath of fresh air to a degree for this team. I know there's a lot of people that would disagree with that, but there's a whole lot more creativity with the offense. The play-action game is leaps and bounds ahead of what it was with Randy Feekner. This offense is better than what it was a year ago. Does that mean it's a great offense? I would. I certainly wouldn't agree with that. Uh, I also don't think the, the personnel that Matt Canada has fits his offense as well as you would imagine. I think Matt Canada is better with a mobile quarterback, and they probably have the least mobile quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so that uh, hamstrings your team to a great degree. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to throw shade at Matt Canada now until we can get him some more personnel that fits his group. Uh, this offense was kind of just th- slopped together, really. A makeshift offensive line, uh, an over-the-hill quarterback, uh, and some decent skill players. That that doesn't make a, an offense for a first-year OC. Uh, I think Matt Canada needs a little bit more control here. And I, I still think Matt Canada needs to do a better job when he gets inside the red zone. Um, it's just one of the areas of the field you can tell he struggles in. I, I don't know if that necessarily has anything to do with personnel. I think he just doesn't call a great game uh, from uh, those uh, short yardage situations. So hopefully that's something he can get uh, roped in throughout uh, this offseason here. Uh, another spot I might uh, already start pointing the finger up pretty pretty heavily here is the offensive line coach spot. Uh, I know Adrian Clem is someone that the Steelers were really hyped uh, to promote to get that 
that spot. But at the end of the day, he was another guy that was an assistant that was hired to replace uh, Sean Surrett, the old offensive line coach, a year ago. And the conversation around it was, why did it take so many weeks for the Steelers to just land on the guy they already had in the facility? And I think that's one that's starting to play out more now. And... Uh, I know a lot of fans and media types alike weren't very happy when the Steelers landed on Clem. Uh, the players kind of pushed back on it, but now uh, with the offense line play, yes, they've improved throughout the year, but I, I don't know if it's enough for my my taste and my liking. Uh, I would not be against them uh, going out and try to uh, find someone else to be uh, the line guy for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I just don't see it. It's impossible to say to, uh, to a, a strong degree uh, what it's like with him without being in those meetings rooms, but this offensive line has struggled so much and needs such a talent overhaul. Uh, I wouldn't be against them going out and finding someone new altogether to try to do just that. Outside of the coaching staff, I think we also need to point the finger to Kevin Colbert to a degree here. Um, and one of the big reasons for that is that Pittsburgh Steelers haven't embraced a rebuild, which is something they probably should have done. I know the Steelers have had a load of talent uh, on offense and defense throughout the years, but when Ben Roethlisberger hurt himself in 2019, and, and yes, hindsight is 2020, the Steelers probably should have start, started thinking about uh, life post-Ben. And instead, they've really kind of honed in on trying to win a Super Bowl with the last couple years of Big Ben and now looking back on it Ben has fallen off and you need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the NFL and Big Ben isn't that guy and the Steelers have built to win a ring with Ben and really that's going to hamstring the team for probably a few years here I think the Patriots when they moved off of Tom Brady sure he went on to win another Super Bowl and is in another position to do it again here in 2021 but they embraced a rebuild at a pretty good time. Uh, they had a bunch of contracts expire the year Brady uh, departed. Uh, they acquired a, a bunch of draft picks. They drafted very well. They signed a ton of players the year after. And really, one one year was all they were down for. The Steelers here, uh, they don't have great talent. They have a ton of money pushed into the future years. Uh, and right now, they're faced with probably a, a few years of, uh, of poor football. And Really, I think that's probably uh, probably not the situation the Steelers were expecting themselves to be in. But with uh, without many draft picks uh, and with a lot of dead cap uh, tied up into uh, next season, it's probably a year or two away. Uh, or, excuse me, at least two years away from the Steelers really bouncing back in irrelevance, especially with how talented the rest of the AFC North has gone. This is a big thing for the Steelers. Uh, the Bengals are good. The Ravens are good. The Cleveland Browns, if Baker Mayfield plays good, the Browns are good. And the Steelers are the only team trending in the wrong direction. The division is getting good at the wrong time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They probably needed to start retooling a little bit earlier, uh, and now they're going to pay the piper for it uh sure kevin colbert could retire this offseason and push that problem onto someone else I, I probably wouldn't blame him but uh there could be some tough sledding ahead because of some of this management uh decisions sure you don't want to be eight and eight for forever you want to compete for a championship every single year but uh pushing all your chips in the middle of the table uh when you are completely bluffing is a huge risk uh and i think the steelers may have to pay the piper because of that now so with all that being said, where do you point your finger at when it comes to uh, this team's real 
issues. Uh, you can always uh, tweet that at me at Michael Beck fifty six or BT Steel Curtain BT Steel Curtain on Twitter, and we can uh, again continue this conversation there. I also need to remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, from uh, game grades to breakdowns to film rooms. Everything is available at BTSC. So make sure you're clicking over to the website and listening to the entire family of podcasts. There is great content, great Pittsburgh Steelers content for for you. Uh, If you need to just uh, get talked off uh, that uh, proverbial ledge as a a sports fanatic uh, with the struggles of this team, we're here for you. We'll do the therapy of uh, being a Steelers fan with uh, one another. We will get through the, the tough times and celebrate the good times. So just make sure you're dialed into all things BTSC. And thank you for listening to today's edition of the Live Mike. My name is Michael Beck, and we'll catch you guys soon. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.